It's your girl, London, coming to you with another episode of Birthing a Baddie. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. This episode, we'll be talking about the American dream. The American dream is the belief that anyone, regardless of where they are born or what they, what class they're born into, can attain their own version of success in a society where upward mobility is possible for everyone. The American dream is um, the American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk-taking, and hard work, and rather by chance. The American dream, in those three short words, simply encompasses the hopes, aspiration of all people on Earth. The words are not only short and simple, they are also fragile. Quoting Ross Peacock. Today, I have Marty Carmen. Uh, TV and film actress. Thank you for being here today, girl. Thank you. Look at you saying Mari Carmen. I love it. <laughs> girl, it's like when I initially, before I met you, I was like, Mary Carmen. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how do I say it correctly? And you was like, Mari Carmen. I'm, I don't know if I'm cor- saying it correctly now. You are. You are. And thank you for saying it like that because, you know, um, when I, I was born in Mexico, so, you know, my mom named me Mari Carmen, but when I moved to the U.S., you know, you're new in a school and you just want to fit in. You kind of let people change your name to whatever makes them comfortable. And so it became Mary Carmen because Mari is spelled with a, with a Y in my name. So, you know, it was very confusing. And I went from Mari to Mary, from Mari Carmen to Mary Carmen. And, you know, people call me both, but I'm trying my best. From now on, it is going to be Mari Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Mari Carmen is what it is. Yes. (laughs) I would stick to it, okay? Because, like, for me, um, you know, like, so Perez is, like, my middle name. And so, like, a lot of people would use it as my last name. But I'm like, no, it's my middle name. And, you know, sometimes, like, my family would call me Perez. Or, like, you know, they would, like, be saying Perez. You know, like, being from San Antonio, it'd be, like, Perez. No, baby, it's Perez. I want to hear every syllable. <laughs> I want to hear every syllable. So I know you from San Antonio and I know you went from San Antonio living on East Side San Antonio to moving to South Side San Antonio. And anybody that knows San Antonio knows San Antonio East Side is like predominantly black. And so yeah. I know in 1995 um in July you moved from Mexico to San Antonio with your parents and moving to San Antonio y'all went boom right on the east side how was that experience for you well you know it's 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 uh it's interesting and I didn't know it at the time but I didn't know how it was going to affect me now as an adult just growing up and um I'm really glad that that was my introduction to San Antonio because very early on um it was um culture shock in the best sense, because I came from Mexico and I didn't speak English. I had no idea what um, America really was. I only heard stories. I remember being young, like I was, I was six, seven when, you know, my mom decided that we were going to move. So I remember thinking, and I had this little picturesque picture of America, right? Like the American dream. I thought everybody had green lawns and I thought everybody had a white picket fence. I thought, <laughs> no, I thought like, everybody had a Barbie house. That's the way I pictured it. And um, when we moved, we, my uncle actually was living in the east side of San Antonio. Um, so, you know, we moved around a lot, but um, settling in the east side first opened up my eyes to different cultures, right? It was predominantly black. I had never been, you know, um, around the African-American community. That was the first time for me. And um, what I remember most is how welcome I felt by, um, you know, my first friend was, uh, I was telling you this, my first friend was this African-American boy that he was the first person that ever befriended me. Um, it was really, because there was also Hispanic kids in my class. And for some reason, um, I felt like an outsider with them because I looked like them. I didn't speak like them. And it was almost like I was an outsider to them. 
And I was able to form friendships, you know, with, with this boy that I'll just call W. Um, and he just kind of was my intro to, um, to the East side of San Antonio. And I just remember it. Like I loved it. <laughs> I know. Like when you share that, when you share that story with me, I was like, Oh my gosh, it was such a like beauty story, beautiful story. Like how you came to San Antonio, but like, when you came to San Antonio, you were on the east side, but you learned so much that when you got in high school, you carried that with you. And I feel like being able to understand different cultures, but understanding that you are different, like says a lot about yourself, but it like give you a different perspective versus somebody telling you a perspective. So that really, really means a lot. Yeah, no. And, you know, it just opens. Um, I'm just very grateful that it opened up my eyes that um, even people like that look like me can be very different from me, right, from very different back. And, um, you know, just it's it's very interesting when you're coming into a classroom and you're, you know, six, seven years old and you hear a new language and you're trying to like you're you it's almost I remember thinking what is going on why would my parents do this what am I doing here because um you're sitting in a classroom everybody is you know doing their work is talking to each other and all you hear is like that's what English sounds like when you understand English it sounds like Charlie Brown in the background right so you're just lost And when somebody takes that initial step to kind of hold your hand, right, and just kind of say, hey, like, um, you know, it just transcends language, it transcends words, it's just uh, like a touch, and it's a smile, it doesn't even have to be a word, and that's kind of my first friendship here, it was um, completely unexpected, and I felt so, so at home once I I was able to make that friendship. (laughs) I think that's amazing. What were your family hopes for your new life here? You know, I talked to my mom about that because um, I, as, as I get older, I, as I got older, um, our conversations have gotten deeper. And before it was just, you know, the generic, I just wanted a better life, better opportunity for you. Right. Um, and just now as an adult woman and having these conversations with my, with my amazing mom, she's my best friend. Um, she's, you know, she opens up about wanting more for herself as well as a woman, right? Like mm-hmm. as a woman, it's so much change for herself and she wanted that change for us as well. Right. Like, of course she wanted us to go to school here. She wanted us how to speak English. She wanted us to learn how to speak English. She wanted us to, um, you know, just have better opportunities. But at the same time, she was also practicing her strength as a woman and her newfound freedom. She was, you know, she had five kids, my mom and my eldest sister. She had her when I think she was like 16, 17. Um, Being a mom is all she knew. And I think at that point in her life, she was also going through, um, you know, things as a woman that that's her story to tell. But from what she told me, she goes, I just really wanted to, you know, live out my dream as well. I had kids mm-hmm. guys, like, of course you guys were going to be part of that dream too. And my dream was always to be, you know, in the United States and own my own home, which he does now. Um, and it was, I think it was just always, um, her dream and luckily I was a part of that because you know if it were a different parent maybe I would have still been in Mexico but my mom was just she she's always been just ballsy she's always <laughs> been courageous she's always been you know bossy she's she's always known what she wanted she's always worked really hard she's never been afraid to work multiple jobs I mean it's not easy to move to another country, let alone with five kids. <laughs> I yes. think that's not about her. <laughs> As you describe your mom, I'm like, that is you. Mighty Carmen, that is you. I'm like, are you describing yourself or are you describing your mom? Because I well, know 
I know you went from Mexico to San Antonio and boom, you were in LA. And so I remember seeing you in Austin and next thing I know, baby, you were like on TV streams, you're an actress and like you're doing things in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, look at her go. And I was, I was like impressed, but also inspired. And I was like, get it, girl. I think, I think, um, um, you know, a big part of just being an immigrant, I think um, something that never leaves you is the drive, right? Um, the drive to learn how to speak English because you want to fit in. You want to you want to prove yourself almost, yeah. right? Not mm-hmm. that you, have, but there's this drive in you to say, you know what? Um, I'm an outsider, but I want to be here and I'm going to do my best to like prove to you that I go here. I belong here, you know? Um, and it, it starts with wanting to learn how to speak English. And then it, it, it transcended into wanting to be involved in school. I was always trying my best to be, to have good grades. Cause I grew up with my mom always on us saying like, you know, duck, the cops are, co- the cops are passing by. Like we had to hide. <laughs> <laughs> right thing um my mom was always very big about um doing the right thing and like being the best at what we do she was always like look if you're gonna be a server be the best server there is if you're gonna mow a lawn mow the damn mo- like you better <laughs> yes definitely be the best student like it was like anything you do do it like at your best right and um that's a lot of pressure but at the same time um it it just never leaves you it teaches you just like it's like this internal little motor that she I tell her I'm like it's like you installed it in there and I can't turn it off sometimes but <laughs> so um yeah I, it's it's it um she she just like if I didn't have um the mother that I had when I moved here, um, I'm not sure how, I, I mean, we, we will never know, right? Thank God. But um, I think just a big part of why um, I continue to do these, you know, things that as some, like some of my friends are like, what, you're crazy. You're leaving this job to just move to a new city and you don't know what's going to happen over there. You don't know what's, you know, why are you leaving um, the set TV job, if, if you don't have a set job over it. And it's just that fearlessness that I just remember my mom having. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to be sitting here wondering like, what if, and you know, like that's, I think that's just kind of where I, where I, where I get it from. <laughs> and I think that is so important. I think that is the beauty of things like wanting to work hard. I know like in hard work, there are often hard times and there are often sacrifice, but without sacrifice and putting in that work, you won't, you won't get the greater good or you won't get the success that you're wanting. And I was like, you know, like you are definitely like the definition of American dream. Like your mom wanted more for you. And so you get here and then the world is your playground. And there's so many opportunities. You can be whoever you want to be in this life. And, but it takes a lot of hard work. And so you have to be willing to put in that work, but to have your mom to instill that like work at the uh, work hard and then the you will reap your rewards and that is a lot and look at you reaping your rewards in hollywood girl Uh, you landed in san antonio and now you are in la doing it there and i think like that is so inspiring you are definitely the american dream thank you it's definitely you know not um i never consider like there's like not a destination, right? Like I'm not, I never, I'm never there in Mm -hmm. my mind, never there. Um, I think it's like a constant, you know, it's, it's just going to be a constant battle, a constant like journey. It's just a journey. You just keep going in it. Um, There's never a point where you're done. Like right now, I feel like there's so much, I could do so, so much better. Like my sister gets on me so much, bless her heart. Like, (laughs) of my mom so much they're like literally like they are the same person so but my sister's always like you gotta be you know you gotta calm down you gotta like 
um, take a step back and also, you know, give yourself some credit because I can be also very hard on myself where, you know, um, I don't like, I don't think about what I've done. I don't think about, you know, what I've worked with. I, I, I don't think about those things. I'm always thinking like I could, do more, I could do more. And something that my little sister has taught me like, or reminds me to do is always like, just kind of take a step back, take a breath and just, you know, it's okay to, um, you know, realize that like you, she's always saying like, you've done like, you know, this and that and that, like be nice to yourself. So that's something that like this year and, and on forward, like at just going forward, um, I could be better about, um, because I do, um, I do think like that. I'm always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> Definitely. And I think like, it's so hard to live in the moment and like really soak it in. And like living in the moment is awesome. And But when you have so many goals and so many things you want to attain, it's hard to like really live in the moment and to like stay consistent in a world that we live in. We always have to be on to our next project. Sometimes we forget to live in the moment and like let it soak in. And look, girl, you have really worked so hard to get here and you have so many accolades that you have worked towards. Enjoy that. But also move gracefully to your next project because you want to stay consistent. And the biggest thing is anybody can do what you're doing, but the biggest, the hardest task is staying consistent and having something lined up. So I get what you're saying. Oh yeah. No. And you know, it's, it's interesting when you say living in the moment, um, one of the things that has really helped me stay grounded and live in the moment is actually taking the time to pursue my personal life where it's, um, you know, welcoming a marriage into my life. Like just like getting married was a big, big um, step in healing for me and into some slowing down and actually taking the time to enjoy those things in life because I was very much that girl. I was very much that person that was like, nope, no time for this, no time for that, no time for, you know, marriage, no time for kids. (laughs) And it's interesting because you say living in the moment, one of the things that actually grounds me and helps me um, live in the moment is now um, that, that my personal life, which I value so much now, like I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, this is like what, I get it now. I get why, you know, people say that having a family is so important because I've always been a family girl, right? I've always been mm-hmm. very my mom to my sisters, to my brother, to my nieces and my nephews. Um, but when you start to form your own family, I get it now. And right. <laughs> I, I was like, I was very much that girl. Like when we met, I w- you know, we met in Austin, sixth grade. Wild girls out in Austin. <laughs> during South by Southwest and I was very much living that young entertainment reporter life where I was like (laughs) let's go out after you know doing a red carpet like interviewing whatnot um I was very much enjoying that um moment in my life and now I'm just in a different space where it's it allows me to just slow down and you know it's enough it's it's the next phase <laughs> right and like as you speak of family it made me think when um how your mother was like a contributing factor when you wanted to become prom queen i know you competed in the pageant um but like wanting to become in prom um, queen and not having the finance that other people have but your mother made it happen for you oh yeah no she you know it's funny my mom God, this is, I hope, my mom's going to listen to this on Mother's Day, because this is all my mom. <laughs> but, no, it's funny, like, um, we were doing, um, it was for Homecoming Queen, and it was like, I didn't, um, I honestly didn't expect to be, like, nominated, like, people would just throw in random names, and mm-hmm. um I, I was one of the nominees and I remember thinking, oh God, I'm just going to like, you know, put my head down and like, forget about it. I don't want to <laughs> so much playing in middle school. 
um, that I was in high school now and I was like kind of having a better high school because I was more involved in sports and student council. So it was a lot more chill in high school, but I was so traumatized from my bullying in middle school that I didn't want to um, like be in that pool of attention because I was like, oh no, like I know that's gonna, it could get ugly. So I remember like, I was just thinking like, okay, you know, just like, put your head down and forget about it. Like, just, just <laughs> and my mom's like, are you, what are you kidding? Absolutely not. This is blah, blah, blah. You are going to live this moment and you are going to do it like to the fullest. And yes. like, mom, we don't have money to buy pizza. Cause people were going nuts, girl. They were like buying pizza to give it away at lunch. They were giving candies. They were, um, all the time. And my mom's like, you know what I'm going to do? Cause she's a seamstress. That's how, you know, well, that's her main thing. She's always been a seamstress. She's like, I am going to make you a sexy dress. I was like, mom, I'm in high <laughs> like, no, I am going to make you the sexiest form fitting dress that says vote. <laughs> Mari Carmen, for homecoming queen, and you are going to wear it, and it's going to be sticking to your body. She was just always instilling that kind of confidence in me, where it's like, if you got it, rock it. Definitely. Work it. You should just dress it up. So she, I, I come home, and she has this black form-fitting dress that she made. <laughs> and... In the back, it says, vote for Mari. And then in the front, it has all these, like, jewels. And it says, like, Mari for, like, homecoming queen. Girl, do you have a picture of that dress? You have to send me that picture. Please. I'm going to ask her, but I'm sure she does. She keeps everything. But, um, you know, and she goes, you're going to wear this tomorrow. And you are going to walk around. And you like, I don't care if you have to put on headphones, but you are going to just walk around the school tomorrow with this dress. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and <laughs> right, I, I go and I do it. And um, look, the right people loved it. And of course, there's always going to be people that are like, eh! there was a lot. of, But, um, you know, she I, I always tell her, I was like, look, mom, you won that. <laughs> that oh was like it wants my heart because like, you know. We don't realize it in the moment, but your parents are, like, the core of who you are. And, like, for your mom to, like, go all in for you really, really means a lot. I don't know what your mother experiences was, but, like, for her to, like, put you first and make that dress happen, it means a lot. And boom, you end up winning prom queen. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that was a lot. And I think it was just, like, the start of something great because here you are coming into... Texas, you didn't know no type of English. You didn't know anyone. And girl, you are making a name for yourself. And you should definitely give a pat on your back because, honey, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice having these conversations because when you look at it like that, right, like every moment in your life um, counts because you're right. You know, the fact that it was just a high school homecoming competition, right? It was. Yeah. it did start that um, healthy um, road to self-confidence that I Mm -hmm. needed. Mom was very, um, she was very, I guess, um, aware of like what I had gone. Well, she, of course she was aware of what I had gone through in middle school. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that she knew I needed a push to be a little more confident and, you know, body positivity. And just like, she was so ahead of her time that it was the beginning of me being confident enough to then say, you know what, maybe I can run in this pageant. Maybe I can compete in, you know, Nuestra Belleza Latina. Maybe I can um, go to LA. Maybe I can. And I think it was just the birthing of a baddie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, baby. Birthing a baddie. And I feel like, 
everybody have a story where, honey, you were birthing yourself and we all go through different experiences and different challenges, but it's all about getting up every day and making it happen because, baby, you are baddie in your own right. So all that shit, and you know, we all come from different backgrounds, different uh, financial class, but it's all about making the best of what you have, baby, because, you know, we are birthing baddies. Well, look at you, and you know, um, we like it's it's one of those things that, I, and I I told you this last night when we were talking, right? But um, look at you, right? Like we <laughs> had cross paths in Austin. We had started following each other, like I think when Instagram just started. Right. <laughs> it was so funny because we had one mutual friend, and I remember thinking, like, wow this soul is so special. Like, I remember, like, without even knowing, like, you, right? Uh -huh. I go to page and I start seeing how confident you are and how fun you seem. And I remember thinking, like, damn, like, I want to be her friend. Like, I want to, you know, um, hang out with this, with this beautiful, beautiful soul. And I remember when we crashed into each other in Austin, it was like you were, you had, I don't remember if you were still at UT Austin or had you just graduated? I don't know. I don't remember, but I know like when I seen you, like, you know, cause we follow each other on social media yeah. and I would see you coming down on my timeline. And when I saw you in person, I was like, I, I think I call you Mary Carmen and I yeah. apologize, but no. then you like look and like we hug and I was like, I felt like we'd known each other for so long and it was just like, that instant connection. I'm like, oh, I really, really like I, her. So. Yeah, I remember, like, it's, it, you know, and you were on, like, I, I had just started at Univision in San Antonio when I had met you, and um, you were going through your own journey, and talk about a baddie, like, look at you now. I, I'm here having this conversation with you because you can, you keep, you keep on going, and you are doing a podcast now, and I'm so proud of you, and you know, it's just, it just shows you like life just comes in waves and we just got to ride them and we got to stick them out and, you know, just get back up if we fall and keep it going. Right. Like that's all we right? <laughs> And that's the beauty of things. Like, you know, like as I think of your story and I think of my story, like, you know, we all going to have obstacles, but we also need to, like, you know, make sure we put in that work and nothing comes easy. I know, like, for me and my own journey, there has been times I'm like, oh, I want to give up. But like, just to hear you say, like, you know, you looked at me and you like seen so much confidence. It's like so much, like I have to keep telling myself and reminding myself like, baby, you got this on this, you know, everything happened in this own time and it's okay if you fall, but get back up gracefully. Like, you know? Flip the hair when you do. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like made me think about you. Cause you know, like I know, when you, like, you start working at HEB, and then, boom, you are working for Univision. And yeah. then you move to L.A. And when you got to L.A., you went from being a hostess at a restaurant to being a hostess on a show. Am I wrong? Oh, you got, no. I went from being a TV host in San Antonio on television to moving to L.A. with few savings. So I had to become a hostess at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I went from hosting a TV show to hosting the stand at a restaurant and I <laughs> like, wow, like, what am I doing here? Like, why did I do this? I was so scared. I mean, there were times where I just, I was just thinking like, wow, because, you know, for, a, for a, like a girl like me, um, you know, I was the first one in my family to have a career, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, like, had a, I had a TV career in San Antonio that I had to leave behind because I still had other things that I wanted to pursue, you know, mm -hmm. create, to try, um, you know, writing and acting. And I wanted to transition into that. And it wasn't easy leaving such a, like a steady and stable. And I was just so lucky to have such a good team. Also, I, I, I it was like family. That's, 
I was there five and a half years before I, I left. So it was a really hard decision for me to, um, you know, leave that family as well and kind of like move out of the house again and, you know, start over. So of course I'm at like the hostess stand at the restaurant and I'm like, Oh my God. But right. Ending, you, know, <laughs> you know, acting classes and, um, uh, you know, just writing courses and whatnot. So I, I always try to remind myself that I was trying to do something else and it was something new and I had to, you know, roll with the punches <laughs> and it was, it was, it was very interesting to go through that, but I'm glad that I did because it was also very humbling because it does remind you that, you know, you could be writing really high one day and right. you're going to have to, you know, sometimes you're going to have to take a fall and not that, you know, working at a restaurant is not a good thing. It was just at the time, it was a really hard transition for me to go from full-time, you know, job at a TV station to doing part-time hosting at the restaurant. It was, it was so interesting. And there were times like you say, where I was like, okay, maybe I should just like tap out and go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, girl, and I know it can be tough. And like, you know, it, it is sacrifice. And I think it's so inspiring. I think that is like the beauty of it. Like you were willing to take that opportunity and make the best opportunity. And look, girl, look where you're at now. Like, you want to switch places? Because I'm coming. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> If someone was planning on coming to the country or wanting to take that leap of faith, what would you tell them to expect? No, I would tell them to expect nothing and be open to everything. Um, I would expect them to just, I would tell them to expect changes, um, to expect the unexpected, I guess, it, just to put it in that, in that you know, sense expect everything that just don't expect anything and expect mm -hmm. all at once right? Um, because you know you could picture your life a certain way one day and then you know it just turns out completely different and for the better and you can't put that kind of pressure on yourself of you know having this set like little box, little picture in a box that you think yeah. life has to be. So definitely expect nothing and expect everything all at once because it's messy out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I totally can relate because, you know, sometimes we can have plans, but in part of having plans, be okay to make changes because right. things will come up and it's okay if things will come up. Um, be graceful, give yourself grace, but know how to adjust, if that made sense. Yes, thank you for putting it so nicely. <laughs> no, but it's all about giving yourself grace because sometimes like, we be so hard on ourselves if everything do not go accordingly. It's okay, girl. Like It didn't go that way, but you know, everything don't have to go as planned as long as you get to that goal because there's a lot of ways to get to four you can do three plus one two plus two but you can still get to four and that's how it would be according to your plan right and i completely you know i'm with you on that and i i don't know about you but i think one of the things as i get older what i realize is the importance of knowing how to adjust right like thing yes. that comes your way adjustment is every you have to be open-minded and make changes as you go because things are changing daily and including technology, the world, right. everything is changing daily. And um, we like one of the things my mom used to say growing up was always like, you're not a tree to stay in one place your entire life. Right. Like and it was just, that was her way of telling me like, get out and see the world. Like you, you go out. Like, open up your mind, experience different things, experience different cultures, different ideas. It's so funny because I think about growing up Christian, and I, I think my mom was just spiritual. And <laughs> 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 I, I think as she gets older, she really taught us to, you know, be free spirited and open minded and just mm -hmm. 
you know, stay grounded, but get out and see the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that's the beauty of life. Like, I really feel like the world is your playground. And it's, you can experience a lot of things. But, you know, safety is first. Have a plan. But if your plan don't go according to your plan that you have on your list, be okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, a lot of people live in, like, in a cycle day by day doing the same thing and being okay in doing that things but I think a person that is a risk taker like that goes out and try things and want more for themselves it speaks so much volume and I feel like you are it like just think about it girl you could be still in um you could still be in San Antonio, working for Univision, and not that that's a great thing, but like for you to step outside of that and say, hey, I'm going to LA the land of opportunity and I'm going to make it happen. And boom, you were what you were hosting. <laughs> you were hosting a couple of people today, chairs, and it's okay because at the end of the day, people are um, getting chairs to see you and see your work. And that's the beauty of the American dream. Yeah, that's, thank you. Thank you for, um, yeah, no, it's, a, it's I, I think it's just, I think anyone listening right now, it's just important to remind yourself that, um, you know, whatever move it is, whether it is to LA, whether it is to, you know, whatever city to go to a, 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 like a college out, out of, out of, you know, your comfort zone, whatnot. I mean, it's all worth it in the end because it's just going to open up your life to things that you never imagined. Um, so it is. And I think one thing I would just say, and this is what I say, like tell my friends, my family is just do it. <laughs> Go. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that you just got that first step and then, you know, roll with the punches as they come. But the most important thing is that first step of, you know, changing your life and making that, um, that change. It's, it's different for everyone. Um, but that's the most important part, just taking that first step. What's the, what are, what are the things that you're most proud of so far and why? You know, I think it's just remaining close to my loved ones and, um, keeping, a core, like, group of people that have been around forever. I think one of the things that, you know, I learned from my family is how to just um, keep the people you love close to you because they're the ones that are going to be there when you fall. Uh, They're going to be the ones that are happy for you when you have something to celebrate. Like you want to um, have the most important people in your life, um, in every step of the way, you can't like forget to call them. You can't forget to send a note because that's just, it's what life's about. It's important to have those people because you could have it all and have no one to share it with. And I think I'm just, one of the things that I'm most proud about is um, being able to just keep my close ones close. No, and I think it's so important to have a great support system because your um, support system will keep you grounded. They will like uplift you, but they remind you of certain things to keep you going. And I think that is the beauty of like achieving achieving anything. Like to have that support system to know where you've been, but where you're trying to go. And that is so amazing to have that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to, um, especially like, uh, you know, for someone like me, that was like jumping from place to place, very free, free spirited, open-minded, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, it's, it's very easy to get lost when people say, oh, she lost herself or he lost himself. Um, I get what that means now because it means you are living life without any, any um, substance, right? Yeah. Like you, you can be going, 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 and you just <clears throat> pop friend, friend, friend to friend. Um, I think, I think it's just very important to have, to have the, the people you love close and to treat them well and to stick to them because um, you're like nothing without them. Like you could be right. the most then you could have it all and you have nobody to share it with. What'd you do it for? 
No, for real, for real. And it really means a lot to have a team of great people on your team. Yeah. What are you hoping to accomplish in the future? I think my biggest thing right now that I've come to realize is um, I think my biggest goal right now is to create opportunity for others. Mm -hmm. I know how important that was. Like I didn't know, um, you know, being a Latina here in Hollywood, it's you really notice the people that take the time and the effort and all of their energy to not only create opportunities for themselves, but the most successful ones. And I learned this from working with Ava DuVernay are the ones that are creating opportunities for others. They're creating shows that um, are inclusive and um, they're creating roles for other women. And um, I think that is where I see myself. I think just creating um, shows, um, I'm, I love writing. So, you know, I'm always writing down how I feel. I'm always writing down ideas. Um, so I think it's more along the lines of producing opportunities for uh, Latinas and Latinos and just, you know, African-Americans, Asians. Like I just want to create more programming that um, opens up the doors for others because being out here, you really realize how tough it is and how, we still need to create more opportunities for, um, you know, minorities. It's, it's, it's something that you don't know unless you're experiencing it and you're mm -hmm. living, living it every day. And so you get auditions, um, you know, if you're lucky, they're daily, weekly, monthly, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you start to notice um, that we still have a lot of work to do. And, um, I think now I could see it's not it's not about, you know, oh, like my biggest dream is to be on a show, of course. Right. But it's also I think my dream has shifted to um, create a show that it's not only for me, it's for other people like me. Oh, and I think that is amazing. I think the biggest thing is like no matter where you go in life is reaching back to help someone. And that is so beneficial because you don't know how life changing that is for someone to open up that door for someone to have that opportunity. Because, you know, it's so many obstacles and so many challenges to get to a goal that you want in life. And it's like hard when you don't have someone to like say, girl, this is how you're supposed to do it. Let me show you how to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we just, you know, it's like, we're just lucky. Um, like I consider myself so blessed to um, be here that, you know, sometimes when you're young, you're so focused on your success and like what you want to accomplish that you just forget how important it is to uh, help others. And I think it's just a, it's a journey that, you know, when you actually start changing that up and it's not a, like you start saying and realizing it's not just about you, right? Like right. up your life to so many different and beautiful opportunities to meet so many different people and create with them. And I think that's something that I'm looking forward to, um, you know, part of like um, I've had the chance to work with um, Mario Lopez who um, does that for other people. And I, I, I really admire that in him that, you know, it's not just about Mario Lopez being on TV and hosting, you know, his show or whatnot. He's also, you know, constantly developing projects that um, include other talents and he's casting people like, like, like us. And I think that's, it's just important. And I think life gives you like opportunities for yourself, but you also have to create opportunities for others. Have you ever reflect back on a moment that you almost gave up and you're like, okay, I'm glad I didn't? Absolutely. I think we, we all go through that, right? I, I had some really hard moments when I was out here, you know, the first, the first year and a half that I moved to LA was, I went through so many things, um, just personally as a woman that 
on top of, you know, like working two jobs and going to acting classes and, you know, um, not knowing what was coming. And then you throw personal, you know, hardships on top of that. There was definitely a moment where I was on the floor crying, like my eyes out, like thinking I'm done. I'm done. And I think you, I, I, at least I go through that. Um, I go through that often where I'm just thinking like, gosh, like this is really hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like maybe I should just like throw the towel in or something, but, um, you know, I think my, you know, just my, in my core, it's just, I was taught to be resilient and just to stick it out. But I, the first year when I like first year and a half, when I moved here, it was really, really hard on me. Um, And I did, I did think about, you know, just moving back. I did think about moving to another country because I was just so embarrassed (laughs) if I didn't like, you know, and it's so interesting because I had a breakdown. Like I had a breakdown um, in, I was living in a back house of, you know, like in Hollywood somewhere. And I just remember I had a breakdown, like where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Right. And I kid you not, like, I kid you not. The next week is when I got Queen Sugar, like, and I moved to New Orleans to work on, you know, the scripted show with Oprah Winfrey and Ava DuVernay. But it was one of those moments where I was on my knees, just, you know, if you're spiritual or not, I was on my knees, just like, what do I do? Like, is this for me? Like, yeah. What, 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 uh, you know, and it was just like a slap in the face to, uh, to me from God, just saying like, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people don't know like the challenges you go through when you're trying to attain something. It's like, you know, we get on social media and we see the glitz, the glam, and we see the work and we see you on Queen Sugar and we see you on TV. And it was like, we don't know that. It was so many challenges to get there. And I think that's the beauty of like knowing, like you will go through challenges, but stay strong, stay a test and give yourself grace. And look, look at you girl, like, you are really killing it. You are like inspiring. So like for anyone that has a dream, what are two do's you would give them in attaining those dreams? To what? I'm sorry? Do's, two do's. And two do's you would tell someone that want to attain a dream. Do do the work, right? Like you want to be prepared. Um, do the work. And do good, like just good, be good to others and treat others kindly. You just don't know what they're going through. Um, Do like, you just have to always challenge yourself to be that good person. Like, I just think that's so important because you attract that when, when you are honestly, I think when you put yourself in that, mental state of wanting to do good um, and good in general. I'm not saying do good work, whatever that too, but just be that person that does tries every day to do the right thing. I think that is um, that's what we need more of. Um, I think it, you know, in this culture that we've seen how people have gotten mistreated, how people have gotten, you know, abused, how people have abused their power um, I think that has taught me the importance of just always like sometimes, you know, we might get mad and want to be like, oh, fuck that bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, it happens. We're human beings and we're going to have moments where it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Fuck that bitch. I'm not going to help her, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think in those moments, you have to catch yourself and put yourself in their shoes and if somebody was saying that about you or not wanting to give you an opportunity um you know switch your gears and do the right thing if that's the right person for the job then she's going to get the job and just 
yeah, I think it's important, especially in this, in this culture, I think just, um, morality is like absent sometimes to a, to a point of that, what we've seen in, in the news and, you know, these different stories. So do the work and do good. That those are. (laughs) Can you give me two don'ts? Don't give up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. And that's advice I, I could take um, for myself still. I'm still learning that. Um, you know, just don't be too, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't, don't judge yourself so harshly. I think we're our own worst critic. Um, don't overwork yourself to a point where you're not enjoying other things that are important in life, like your family life. Um, you know, having dogs has really helped me. Um, having my husband has really helped me. Um, but yeah, don't, don't give up and don't be too harsh, too hard on yourself. <laughs> Mari coming, Mari, come on. <laughs> you are definitely an inspiration to me. And I'm so glad that we have like had the opportunity to, to have a conversation, but the opportunity to become close, like, you know, I have a mod you from the farm. But just to know you personally and to know your story, it means so much to me. And girl, you are a baddie. You that bitch, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, snap, snap. I'm going to go. Uh, thank you. No, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to um, have conversations like this, um, you know, especially with, with people like yourself, like such a beautiful soul who has, you know, you have your own story that you inspire me. You inspire me to be brave, to be you know, strong to be, um, to go for it and to strut my stuff. When I see you like dress up, I'm like, and I'm in my PJs and I'm looking at your pictures. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to go my makeup. I did my makeup for the podcast and we're not even on camera. Like I was like, I gotta be a bad bitch for this bitch. (laughs) Girl, you want my heart. Look, London, like, thank you for being an inspiration to, all women, you know, I actually like, I am so inspired by, by you and your courage to, to be who you are and to be as strong as you are and to pursue your passions. I'm so proud of you. And I think this is just the beginning for you. And it's just, you know, I think your story is one that I should be interviewing you about. Like, I think when we were talking, uh, you know, on the phone, I was like, well, wait, can I ask you questions? <laughs> I the interviews and I like asking questions. I like, you know, when like, I have so many questions for you, like, I don't know, maybe I should take over your position next time and talk to you about your story. I don't know if anybody has done that, but I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that'd be a great idea when it's time to come and tell that story. I just definitely want to thank you for coming, Mari Common. Um, I want to <laughs> thank my listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to like subscribe and tell a friend you're a baddie in your own right on that shit talk to you soon